0: Welcome to the Revolution Church Podcast. We're here live on YouTube for the first time. Uh, we're going to wait a few minutes and see what happens. Just asked uh, Josh to throw a link up on the Facebook account. Um, I can't, let's see if I can see anybody's messages. You have to, this is all new for us folks. All right, so maybe, I don't know if the chat will come up or not. I've tried to turn on the live chat. Oh yeah, there we go. Hey guys, this is working. Wow, welcome to YouTube. Dun, 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 the future is here. (laughs) we have left our overlords our social media overlords behind and moved on to a new overlord now oh, this is pretty cool I am I'm am excited about this um, I'm really hoping we can do more with the YouTube live um, like book studies and even i can read your comments come up singular and uh, a little bit clearer so that's nice um of course they don't stay they just pop up so i'll have we're have to work out all the bugs um for this system but um of course we're not going to get just passerbys on the facebook but we're going to try to make this live on facebook eventually like we're trying to do simultaneous uh simultaneous airings of this like here and on facebook but um yeah so here we are um give everybody a few more minutes see if they're comfortable getting on youtube um i don't know if youtube tells other people that follow us that we're on today um and if you guys haven't please uh subscribe to our YouTube channel and you could really help us the, by this week if you would go out and and share on your social media accounts um, the link to this and ask people to uh, follow our YouTube channel so yeah this is pretty cool oh cool Jessica it got a link a message saying we were here live. I'm very excited about that. Well, thanks everybody for joining today. Um, it's a nice rainy, rainy day here in in Washington. Um, lots going on. Um, well, seems like the world is continuously going uh, to hell in a handbasket. Um, Unfortunately, uh, I'm sure you guys heard about the shooting, the racially motivated shooting that happened yesterday. Uh, 10 people, last I checked, lost their lives. Um, And, you know, we talk a lot about, um, we talk a lot about uh, Scapegoating here, you know, and uh, and in its different forms in, in, in current in the current situation of you know right and left and, and all that kind of stuff. Um, but but you know scapegoating has been around for since we, since two people have been around really. <laughs> someone's figured out a way to scapegoat the other. And racism is an ultimate, like one of the purest forms of scapegoating. Of the, well, if, if that race or if that group wasn't here. Um, and, and I think it's impo- you know, important to recognize that because when we do scapegoat, that's the, that that is the, Oh, hey, Beth, I hope you're feeling well. Been thinking about you. Um, Hope things are going well. Just saw Beth comment. Um, But racism is such an evil disease and it it really does rot communities from the inside out. And and that's one of the reasons i feel like you know scapegoating is something that we don't want to take part in that we don't want to other others because we don't want to you know we don't want to take part in that type of a tradition we don't want to play a part uh in that type of violence and that type of horror and you know we may think that there 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 isn't it doesn't lead to like that type of horrificness but it does you know uh, i mean the civil wars started off of you know our civil war started off of you know racism and things like that or you know you think about the troubles which was a lot to do with catholic and protestants but also an in independent ireland or you know having the uk with northern ireland but but, but the thing is is this constant scapegoating of we'd be better if we weren't with those people or if we were away from those people, you know, it leads to violence. It leads to horror. Um, It's not always physical violence like like the horrors we saw yesterday, but it's a constant, you know, it does not lead to peace. It does not lead to people living better lives. It does not lead to community, and it is ultimately very inhumane. I mean, it it, 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 it turns us into, uh, you know, I don't even know what, it, it turns us into horrific versions of ourselves. And, uh, you know, I, I think about Dr. King and, and Dr. King said, you know, I can't be What I'm supposed to be until you are able to be what you're supposed to be. You know, I'm not able to be live my best life until you've lived your best life. You know, and it's this idea of we've got to lift each other up. You know, Um, uh, and that's a tough job. That's why I talk about arguing well or disagreeing well is because uh, we miss nuances often, or people often sometimes mistake equality for being, you know, for an example, I remember one time uh, a friend of mine was in a, a theological debate and uh, the person he was arguing with said, you know, I think you're being racist with me and and the your tone and, and, and t- talking to me because I'm a woman this way and." And I knew the person <laughs> very well, and I, and I said, you know, I had to s- s- speak to the, 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 per- the other person, the woman, and say, listen, they're not racist, and they're not sexist, at least not in, in, in like a traditional sense. I mean, everybody struggles with those type of things. I said, but, but he, this person is just intense, you know. And this is how they act, you know so 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 often when we we just have to realize is that people are different, you know and when we communicate with them and but when you've been treat mistreated for and scapegoated so long, it's hard not to be sensitive. It's hard not to feel that everybody's against you, especially for the reasons that seem so obvious. Um, so there's a lot of healing that has to take place. Um, and unfortunately, it seems like we're a million miles from that, but I hope. With a community like Revolution and uh, other communities out there that w- w- were striving to be <sighs> understanding and graceful of one another and uh, seeing the nuances, seeing the wounds, uh, being wounded healers in a way through all this um, it's just you know scape scapegoating happens in such a all these different levels and we saw within one of us like the root of the evil of scapegoating we saw an example of yesterday um, you know one of the reasons I, I I've, 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 I've when I've debated with people who were uh, anti-gay or heterosexists and said you know the heterosexist movement or what a lot of people call uh, you know uh, homophobia i like heterosexism because i think it's a little bit more on the nose but you know leads to homelessness leads to mental illness leads to suicide and things like that but if you go out and you take a broader look, you realize that scapegoating leads to a lot of these things. You know, when you're, when you're scapegoating and when you're blaming the other, and when the other, may be someone like myself, sensitive, or, or I think of my son even, who's a very sensitive young man who, who takes criticism very hard, very harsh, and, 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 and has to take time with it and sit with it to realize, like I do, like to realize like, oh wait, this was scapegoating, this wasn't something I actually did. Um, you know, it can lead to things like suicide and homeless and loss of hope, loss of jobs, loss of community. Uh, you know, th- these ideas, uh, when we play around and we play these games with un- one another. I mean, there is a reason why in, in, when, when Jesus says stop judging others, you know, don't judge each other. How you judge, you will be judged. And it's almost like you're not judged in the, like, way of, of getting even necessarily, but you are judged in by seeing the torment that is brought upon those that you judge. The pain and the loss that you can bring into other people's lives, uh, not even realizing it. Um, I understand why people are, are angry at, at preachers because preachers have have, have scapegoated people and, and so many people in the past and, and things like that um, but at the same time, we have to equip ourselves and accept that we are accepted that we know that these folks one aren't magical and don't have any special say over our lives I think is, is very important that they're not and you know pastors aren't special um, but we also have to know that when people scapegoat us, that we're, 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 we're fine. We're not going to allow scapegoating to happen to us. We're going to realize that these are people who are sick as well. These people are victims of misinformation. Uh, these people uh, are insecure. These people are weak in faith. And we're going to talk a little bit about that even here in, in, in with Paul, a little bit out of, Paul talks about it today, about being all things to all men, and, um, you know, in realizing that some people are, you know, weak, you know, some people are afraid, some people hold on to the law, some people can't accept grace as enough, so they have to get into the situation where they have to feel like they have to separate themselves from this action, or this thing, or that person, or these things, and, and it's like they're, like, they're like children, you know, they, they don't know any better. And, and they're afraid. Um, I, I remember I used to go to this biker church when I was younger. And, you know, there's no one, probably more, I felt like there was no one more legalistic than like a newly converted biker, <laughs> or, or like a newly converted like tattoo artist or something. You know, like these guys, you know, they lived wild lives and now they're like, no, I'm ready for Jesus. But they get really legalistic and telling you like, you know, don't listen to that music. Don't do this, you know, because they're afraid it's all going to go back to hell. You know, they're afraid, they're scared. They're like children, you know, they're like being tossed in the in the sea, you know, around, you know, and and they think like, you know, there's got to be these these rules and these regulations and this legalism to keep them, you know, so it, it, it's crazy when you get people who've lived these really hard lives, you know, and they can convert, and then they turn into these really like horrible, scary people who like wanna judge you and control you, and, you know. And even in that, we have to learn to argue well, and we have to learn to be patient, and we have to learn and sit down and have tough conversations. Because honestly, letting those people just go, like, okay. <laughs> Problem is like, I grew up in the evangelical church, evangelical church, you know, and it would be like, these guys got, you know, you know, we're like a football player, famous football player, an actor, you know, oh, I got Jesus now, you know, and then they would be like, well, they're famous, so they're going to draw people in, so we'll just throw them up on stage, or we'll just give them their own church, or we'll just give them the, you know, oh, let's just start a biker church. Well, you've got a lot of these really hurt, wounded people who don't really know what the Bible is, except they're thinking like, That was bad and this is good. And they have this very big black and white thinking and there's no room for contradiction. There's no dialectic. Um, You know, and we we create monsters. You know, we create monsters by not letting people grow and learn and do the hard work, you know. Um, You know, that's what I love about the 12-step program for me was that I would just show up and then I was like, don't drink. You know, and I was like, I was afraid it was gonna be like church and I was gonna be overwhelmed. With like, just, just don't do that, Don't, don't, don't. One, hour, one day at a time, one hour at a time, you know, don't do it. You know, just that, that's why you're here, we don't do that. You know, it's like just trying to let people know like you're accepted. Uh, you know, we've gotta let people know they're accepted where they're at, they're loved where they're at, despite religious beliefs or Christianity or confessional Christianity or, or whatever, you know, religion or non-religion. It's helped people know they're loved and accepted. And also help people by knowing that, by letting them know that we are people who love them and accept them, then we can point out behavior that that, that may be harmful to them and others. Um, But instead, we've kind of capitalized on this idea because it's easier to practice legalism. It's easier to practice control. people with fear than it is through relationships and tough conversations. You know, you're not going to build a mega church probably if you're having conversations with every single person who's a part of your community, making sure they know that they're accepted and they're loved and that they don't have anything that's better or special than anybody else, you know, that they're just who they are. And the only thing is that they've realized they're accepted. Do you get this? Is this making sense? You know, rather than telling them like, you have to go and you know, win everybody to Jesus or you have to go and tell everybody they're bad and you have to go and, you know, you know. it's like, you know, I remember seeing so many people like when I was in my 20s and I had already been in the ministry for a long time in my, in my 20s and I think I started when I was 18 and I obviously grew up in it, you know. Um, but I had been a lifelong Democrat even as a Christian and I remember going to these festivals and sit down and talking to these kids and they would bring up like if there was a, a race going and they're like, and they'd find out that I was a Democrat. And it was like, I just took the air. I, like I just fell off the this, 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 this stage that they had put me on. You know, the, 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 you know I was no longer a hierarchy anymore. And they're like, I was no longer their hero. Like, what's happened? How could you do this? Because automatically they you know, got into this situation where it was like, oh, now you're a Christian. Well, this is how you vote. This is who you like. This is who you don't like. This is what you listen to. This is what you don't listen to. And it's a law system. It's a law system that Paul comes in right away and says, hey, guess what? The great thing about Christianity is that we tear down the law, that there is no law, that you are accepted, you know? And it's like, what? You know, and so for a lot of these folks, for me growing up, it was like I felt like I was constantly like jumping off the pedestal and letting these people down because I didn't fit into their idea of what it would meant to be in part of this, this, uh, this tribe. Like, wait, you're a leader in this tribe, so aren't you automatically supposed to think like I think and believe like leave and not like the same people and you know, all this kind of stuff? Um, and tribalism in Christianity has really gotten out of hand. Tribalism in the world has gotten out of hand. And when we see a massacre that happened yesterday, I mean, this is, this is a person who said, my tribe is good, their tribe is bad, the world would be better off with them, and let's kill them. Then that's what create, We with tribalism, we can create the other, we create hate, we create stigma, and we create scapegoating. And folks, this is what we play in when we do it with, with party politics as well. Uh, you know when we do it with our religions as well as we create these toxic atmospheres and we open the door for even other people who have more maybe even a, a more limit a, a, have have a limited understanding to be dangerous and we create and make these monsters when we scapegoat when we act as though we have the answers and you don't uh, one of the things I've always appreciated uh, about my relationship with with my my best friend Pete is that he you know he's always been like no you just have to you know you have to do the hard work you have to study these things you have to look into these things and there's a growth you know that happens you know none of this happens overnight you know it's studying it's it's educating yourself it's growing and it's not looking down a on to people. You know, that's the one thing is I never felt looked down upon by Pete because I didn't know, you know, what Kant meant or what Hegel meant or what these, you know, because of course I didn't. I didn't read these books and he had spent his, you know, years in school reading these books, you know, and um, I wasn't othered because of it. It was saying, yeah, you can do it, but man, it's, it's really tough work. It's really, you've got to put in the work to get there. And, um, I think the problem is is that we don't tell people that there's going to be tough work like loving your neighbor is tough loving your enemy is tough this is tough work and we don't put that in there instead we go you know well what we're going to do is we're just going to scapegoat these enemies and tell them and, and say that's what they're wrong with they're the reason everything is wrong they're the bad people you know um like this roe versus wade thing i think if christians I don't understand. Like if Christians were, sat, were comfortable in what they believed, I don't think they would have to have laws changed to create, to have their, their convictions passed as law. I mean, that's an extreme one, but still, but, but we would be able to say, I will love others. I will have conversations with others. I will help others and be there. But instead, it's like we don't want to put the hard work in, so we're just going to get it legislated. We'll just get our convictions legislated. And we'll just create the other, there won't even be a place for the others because it'll be illegal to be the other. You see what I'm saying? This is, this is the type of stuff we have to be very uh, careful with is that we aren't constantly othering it and trying to do away with the other. And what you saw yesterday was an extreme example of what happens when someone wants to do away with the other. They kill them. And that's why we don't do scapegoating. That's why I am so against scapegoating because I believe scapegoating leads to killing the other, to destroying the other, to destroying humanity. And this, for me, is the hope. You know, if Christ gave us something to hope in, it was the argue well, it was the sitting down at Matthew's house with the tax collectors and the notorious sinners and having the conversations And then when the Pharisees got mad, explained to the Pharisees, this is why I'm here. This is why we're here, religious teachers. You know, when Jesus said, yes, you've heard an eye for an eye, but I say, you know, love your enemy. Be kind to those who persecute you. Pray for them. That's the radical message. You know, and I think what, 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 I mean, that's why when when we went through Galatians, Paul goes, there's neither male nor female, there's neither Jew nor Gentile. there's neither slave nor free because he's going, these are terms that other the other us. you know And, and so then you see how why it, it, it's, it, it's, it's so ignorant that we do it by going, well, their skin's different color or their traditions are different color, so we other them. So like, that's the basic, most ignorant type of scapegoating and then we try to get sophisticated with their scapegoating with. Politics and religion and education and finances and things like that. And we think that somehow we really got special with this barbaric idea of othering. We're not called to other. A, a Christianity that others people is not a Christianity. Not one worth living in my idea. Um And yes, there will be contradictions away on this. there will be dialectics along the way, and there will be need for compromise along the way. But why do we compromise this so we don't kill each other so we don't destroy each other? I, I honestly sometimes when I you know you think about a voice crying in the wilderness, but it often feels like that, you know when I turn on the news, it, it's just hopeless. i mean i woke up I remember I woke up this morning, and I was like. Is this any of this worth it? You know, is, is sitting in front of a camera worth it, trying to convince people? Like, honestly, like, uh, at this point, if your Christianity, if, if, if your religion, if your faith is causing you uh, to other someone, get rid of it. Throw it out. Maybe you'll find something later, but right now, just get rid of it. And, and and live in a point where you know that you're loved and you're accepted. accept yourself as accepted as a human being as humans we are accepted accept that by something greater than ourselves i I see that as christianity and, and Hegel and philosophy and things like that and you may find it through other ways. I find it through dr king and and people like that as well or through punk rock you know but my but but I really 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 want us to realize that when we're being nasty about other people, when we're arguing horrifically on social media, you know, we are, we're bearing bad fruit. We're bearing false witness. You know, we're, we're, we're sowing discord because it might not be hurting the person that we're arguing with. Maybe they've they, they got it figured out. But the public has seen it and people are going like, oh, okay, well, then it's okay to do that. So when I see these giant Christian leaders saying all this horrible stuff, you know, I saw this giant Christian leader come out against this trans woman who's a pastor in his city. I don't even think she's trans. I think she's just uh, non-binary. And he's like, are we gonna let this happen in Nashville, everybody? You know, and this is this guy who chases, this is a pastor who chases headlines. It's pretty much an ambulance chaser and I see the destructiveness of this person's work because it's constantly othering people, and I really think what it has to do is with his fame and his popularity in his bank account. I mean, I mean I'm, that might be very judgmental of me to say, but uh, you know, I, I hope he's just a, uh, 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 a victim of misinformation, but it feels like someone who's constantly chasing this uh, dragon called fame, and... Uh, and it it continuously others people you know and i don't think he's probably wanting to see these people killed but you never know the people who follow someone who's not that bright who's not willing to spend time studying the religion or the 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 principles that he's decided to give his whole life to hasn't really gone into an in-depth dive in them you know you think about the people who follow that person well what can they do is there a chance they could pick up a gun is there a chance that they could cause someone to lose their job? Is there a chance that they could destroy a family's life? Yes. So we have to you know, kind of keep in mind that this is what we're doing when we're out in public world and on social media um, and doing this to others. Is it scapegoating? You know, um, and I, you know, and I want to scapegoat that guy. But honestly, I, I'd rather just debate him. I'd rather just be like, hey, listen, you like the public... Stuff okay, let's have a public debate and see if this is, this is fruitful. Let's see where the fruit of, of this type of message leads. Um, let's look at the cause and effect. I know this is practical, but I try to keep these ideals practical to a base level so we can grow and live in a better community. It's tough, I'll tell you, it is so tough. It's tough to, to, to have this type of message and look up and go, There's 12 people watching, you know. Um, but thank God there's 12. There's 12 of us. You know, this isn't the message that's popular. You know, I, I, I told a friend of mine who helped me with kind of, I told my buddy who kind of helped me with this non-scapegoating message and all these type of things. And I, we were talking and I said, I said, you know, my, my career could probably have been a lot better, <laughs> a lot more successful if I had just gone you know, really kind of left and more like woke and just did that and kind of scapegoated the right more. I said, because I see a lot of people that I I grew up with, their work is a lot more successful by scapegoating these people that I kind of, you know, uh, I don't think, you know, they're gonna be on Preachers and Sneakers next week, you know? And, and, and look at me, I, I'm, you know, I'm struggling to pay my bills. Um, <laughs> So there's the human side of that. Now, this isn't the sermon I was planning on giving. What I wanted to talk about was, you know, and I'll I'll do it. Since this is our first YouTube venture, maybe I'll just give a, a little lighter version. But I wanted to talk about Paul's idea of being all things to all men when Paul said this. Like, to the weak, I'm weak. To the strong, I'm strong. You know, saying to those who are sensitive about... Jewish tradition about not eating certain things to sacrifice people, then I don't eat them. With the people who are, I eat them. You know, what he was saying was, I know when I'm around people, I don't just try to flaunt like, oh, you don't like, you know, you don't think this is right? Well, guess look at my freedom. I don't care. You know, he, he wasn't in trying to jolt these people. What he was trying to do, and this is really kind of interesting and unique as a parent now, especially I see it, is that, he was trying to, you know, it seems like Paul by saying, I'm all things to all people, wasn't trying to be a people pleaser. What he was trying to do is be a loving, almost parental figure and saying, I'm not going to go in there and shock them and tell them that their whole world is shit and that they're awful. What I'm going to go in there is be able to sit down and have these conversations. Because if I sit down and I eat this animal that was sacrificed and all of a sudden they have this wall with me, there's not going to be a conversation, you know, and they're not going to understand why I think that's right or why I think that's wrong. We're not going to be able to have this tough conversation. And, uh, and so it was like Paul knew that. So was like, okay, well, I'm not going to eat these things because it's going to cause them to stumble because they're, and he said, they're weaker in their faith and their belief system. They're not as educated. They don't understand their faith. They haven't grown. They're, they're, they're childlike you know, they're still thinking like, oh, if I do this, then I'm, you know, they still kind of, the, I, God is this really like abusive parent who's like keeping records all the time in their minds, you know? So, and his idea was saying, well, I can sit down and have these conversations with these people if I respect their boundaries, if I respect that they haven't reached that place yet, you know? Um, it's like having a conversation with, uh, my best friend sometimes when he's talking to me about Hegel. Like, I don't understand. I'm going, dude, you have to bring it down for me. You know, like, I have to read. So he's like, okay, well, read this book. This will get you there. You know, so I'm reading these, these introduction books and not like Hegel in 90 Minutes, but like really proper college books that are like this big and hard to read. Um, but putting in the hard work to get there to have these conversations, you know, and, um, and realizing like, how can we come together you know um uh how can you know not how can i like you know i used to think it was cool as a kid to be like well i'll talk about all these bands that nobody knows about and i'll seem really cool and you know and we can't relate you know and they'll think i'm cooler and then all of a sudden it was like well that guy's kind of a dick because he thinks his music selection makes him cooler than everybody else you see what i'm saying but by being all things all people and by finding common ground we're able to have converse, tough conversations um, that's just kind of human nature. And, and that's what Paul was saying here in, in 1 Corinthians. You know, he's like, to the weak I become weak so that I might win the weak. I have become all things to all people that I might by all means save some. And I think when he says save some, I think we've been so raised with this idea that saving Seems like this idea of salvation, and they have to come send the, say the sinner's prayer and they have to become Christians. But let's look at this in a broader sense, look more of a radical theological way of backing up and going, you know, maybe saving them is saying, I'm going to help them grow in understanding and intolerance for others so they can also have tough conversations. You know, maybe I'm going to save them and help them not scapegoat. Maybe I'm going to help save them and they're not going to walk into a place and decide to kill a bunch of people. You know, that can be saving people as well. It doesn't have to all be, be about Glory Land and Beulah Land, you know. We have to live life now on life's terms. You know, do I believe in life after death? Well, I definitely believe in life before death. And so we need to live this life well by helping others. And sometimes saving someone isn't, there, isn't about the eternal damnation or their soul, because I don't believe in a literal hell. Uh, anyway, but that's another talk. Um, but it's, it, 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 to me, it's about helping people not become monsters, saving them from themselves, saving themselves from the, the wide road. And you go, what is this wide road? You know, I always thought the wide road was like, oh, sex and rock and roll the music. You know I mean? No, I think it's the right road is what the, what the, what the Pharisees were taking was the control was that you know, the, the, the narrow road is love and grace and respecting each other and allowing other people to live and let live, but at the same time willing to say, well, we still need to have these tough conversations because when they live and let live and it starts to hurt others, or when they live and let live and they start to escape others, we probably need to have conversations here. So how do we have conversations? How do we better act as human beings? How are we better uh, members of society? How do we play down tribalism a bit in order for us to be in community? And uh, it's, it's tough. And we're not always gonna agree. And we're gonna bump heads. And that's when I say argue well, disagree well. Uh, you don't have to leave from an argument satisfied. It takes work, it takes time. But I promise you, I, I really do, I do promise you this, and, and you can try to prove me a liar if you will, but I promise that this, I, these ideals that come, are biblical ideals, philosophy, come from philosophy, theology, uh, even other religions, but the, this, this ideal of this grand scheme of grace and love that is very Paulinian and very Christ-centered, what it does <laughs> is it changes the world for a better place, but you have to take away the black and white thinking. You have to take away, like, oh, you'll be tortured for eternity by this graceful, loving thing, you know? I mean, it doesn't make sense. It literally doesn't make sense, and if you did a simple word study on hell, it wouldn't make, it just doesn't make, it really doesn't make sense. Just. And then if you realize what this book is, it's not even a book, it's a collection of writings put together, And some are good, some aren't so good. You know, it's, it's, it's tough to realize the truth and then tell people the truth when the truth isn't what they want to hear. But that's why you've got to love to love others and be patient with others. And I'm grateful that I have friends who are, uh, who, who, you know, who, who, who are involved, who are, who are scholar, scholars who are patient with me. You know, because um, I've always had a hard time learning because of my dyslexia. But I'm, I'm grateful that I, there are, when I meet people who know more about me and I want to know more about what they have, I, if, if they're patient, I'm there. If they're not patient, I'm gone. So I know how my own nature. And so what I'm trying to say is I think we can create a better life for others looking into these principles, but I really, I can't hit home enough, Um, you know, I think about this, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me, and what is Christ's strength is to love each other, to love your neighbor as yourself, to love your enemies, to do these things, so if we can do that, then, then maybe we can do this, but, you know, I really think that the fruit of scapegoating, we saw it yesterday, and it is death and destruction, it is murder, it is hate It is othering to a sickness. You know, something that we saw a lot of, if you've seen clips from the civil rights movements in the 50s and the 60s, children being blown up, people being hung, people being beat, uh, animals being... That is is what scapegoating and otherness leads to. And if we're not careful, we're going to be in a civil war. I mean, you look at how we're othering people now... uh, the government is othering us and allow, and controlling us through splitting us with with uh, Roe versus Wade, all these different things. You know, um, how can we well, fight and, just, and other the people? And now, you know, Christians are bad, uh, liberals are bad, these people are bad. Let's not screw you guys. We're not going to let you do this to us. We're going to have the tough conversations. You know. We're not going to let you divide us. We're not going to let social media take advantage of us and destroy us. We're not going to let, you know, um, if everybody's on social media, okay, everybody's on social media. If every, there's free speech, everybody's got it. Well, then we've got to up our game. We've got a better love. We've got to be able to speak better truth to power, but also more importantly, truth to ignorance. You know? Or otherwise we just continue to others each other and we fail we fail at this when the, when this when the bible uses a book to other people it's failed this this has failed the message that the jewish carpenter brought along who claimed to be god is failed uh, the 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 pharisee who who had the vision of the jewish carpenter on the road to damascus is failed when we other each other or when we get so connected to a tribe that our whole identity gets built within that tribe which even if, if it's a tribe built around this and we other people we it's failed done experiments over it's failed and unfortunately some of the loudest people are the people that you're seeing who've completely failed at this ideal of grace and love and caring about their neighbor and forgiving and restoration um, and, you know make no room for compromise or make no room for uh, contradictions and so we continue to fail um, like I said I don't have all the answers you know I'm going through a lot right now too man I'm going through a lot with my family I'm going through a lot with my work um, with my mental health And I share that with you because I I just think there's this like crazy idea that somebody who sits in front of a camera and talks about this kind of stuff has everything together and has arrived. And we just don't arrive. I mean, there's a reason that we need grace so desperately. And I don't ever want to give anybody the idea that, you know, I've got it all together, so, you know, follow me. Um, What I want to say is these are concepts that I think really work, that I think we can we can use and we can grow and we can move into the to the world and be better human beings um, but they're not always easy um you know i self-isolate quite a bit and uh thank god for my kids because they pull me out back into the world and it's funny you know your kids pull you back out there and you have to be that's when you lo- start learning these lessons about grace and mercy even with your own children and your own kids um you know, so sometimes the pain's so great that I don't feel like I can go on, but other times my kids come around and we go out there and we live the world. And, you know, you're showing, you're learning grace at moments of even just like people who maybe snap at your child because they did something they, that person didn't like or bad customer service. And you've got your kids there and you're going, like, okay, this is also, I have to learn to live this in everyday life. It's not just the huge, giant situations but it's in everyday life. It's, it's when I'm at the mall with my kids or at the grocery store or at the playground or when another kid pushed, pushed Milo the other day and Milo fell and scraped up his knees. And, and so I said, hey, what happened? And then I went over to the other kid and said, hey, what happened? He goes, well, I, you know, I said, well, listen, I said, no matter what, I said, his, his knees are bloody and I said, he, he's kind of sad. I said, could you apologize to him just for that? And the kid's like, yeah, I can do that. And they went and they had the conversation so it's, um, it's this constant, you know, reminder of just even the, the basic levels of this work that needs to be practiced every day. And, um, you know, even in my relationships with, with my kid's mother and, uh, and with some of you, you know, um, as well. <laughs> uh, this is just what we do. I hope we can get away from scapegoating each other and radical tribalism and uh, we can treat each other well um, and we take care of ourselves. You know, I I see an analyst once a week and it helps me as well, you know, so I say that stuff because these are the type of things we need. You know, one of the things I I realized by my, my work with my analyst is that I'm, I'm, Becoming more of who I am. I'm becoming more of me, really who I am, and, and having more boundaries in certain areas of my life and learning how to operate with boundaries, but also trying to love people with, with those boundaries. You know, so, folks, um, I think we got this. Well, hey, thanks for joining us today. How awesome was that that we, we made it to, 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 to YouTube? And uh, thank you, Beth. Um, Beth is on here. Beth was a security guard when I, when I was a kid, and we're all like family, and we've stayed like family. And, and I'm like the brother who never calls, but still loves you so much, Beth. I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> I get into my head too much. But, man, I'm grateful for you folks. I'm grateful for this community. And I think we'll be meeting here from now on, once a week. And I think we're going to start adding... Uh, at least a second conversation. But I think we just got to figure out what that second conversation is and is it built around a book or an idea or a different thing and and how we can do that. So thank you all today. That talk went completely off the rails, but the world is off the rails, so we might as well join it. Hey, if you like what we do, you can go to revolutionchurch.com and support us there. No pressure, you know, but but it does help, uh, financial support does help. We'll pay these bills, get this thing done. We don't have a giant budget or anything like that. Um, but if you give, it, it does help us. Uh, it helps me pay the rent. It helps me pay for these channels and, and, and do all this stuff and it'll help us add another day and, and, and put another day aside for this work. And, uh, and, and we can all figure out where this thing goes together and how we continue to grow together. Um, hey, I challenge you this week. Try this. Try showing this message of, 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 of arguing well, of, of understanding, of not othering, uh, of setting down your, your tribal identities and putting them aside and, and, and see what that does. It might be at the grocery store. It might be at uh, church. You might be talking to the President of the United States, but it would be certainly interesting to hear about it. And, and you can tell us about it on our Twitter or our Facebook or our uh, Instagram account. Revolution has them all. Um, but we'd love to hear about it. And um, Twitter is great and Facebook is great because it's public and we can have better conversations. I'd love to do more with the Twitter. Anyway, revolutionchurch.com. You can hear all the messages. They're all there for free. Uh, YouTube, and they're on YouTube. They're on Apple. They're on, uh, on Spotify. Uh, all the things that you listen to. So we love you so much, everyone. Um, there you go. Be good. See ya. I gotta figure out how to turn this off. I've I've really never done this before. Thanks for listening. We hope you enjoyed this podcast. To make your 100% tax-deductible donation today, please visit RevolutionChurch.com slash donate. You can also learn more by clicking the donate section on the website.